you please pray the words, Come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I ask that you awaken our spiritual imaginations. Help us to know that you are with us and that you desire to break us free from all that has bonded us. You, you desire to bring light into all that is dark in our lives and you desire to do the heavy lifting. So pray for a greater trust in you, O Father. And I make all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd just like you to imagine for a moment, um, like what would it be like if in your life, day after day, every day was dark? Look outside, it's, it's clearly dark outside, but what would it be like if you never experienced the sun? Or what would it be like if you were, you were walking, you got off path, you're wandering, um, and no one ever found you? Like, what would be your reality? Like, what would it be like if you had this just huge weight on your shoulders and you didn't, you didn't know that there was actually someone who could actually carry it for you, but you're just constantly just walking around just heavy, heavy, heavy. For a lot of us, that's our reality. We've never experienced the sun. We've never experienced like what it feels like to be found. We've never felt that weight being lifted. Some of us have. I'm not saying all of us have or haven't. Um, but we never had like this experience of actually being overwhelmed by what it's like living in the light or what it's like bringing um, the Lord before me and just saying, I'm, I'm done carrying the weight. I'm done wandering. Just come find me. Some of us have it, some of us haven't. But that's, that's usually what, what, what makes a difference in our lives is, is actually living our faith from an experience of God. To, you know, we say in, the, in Amazing Grace, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And the, what it's meant to lead us to is, is to be a witness to him because it's really weird to, to come to church, to pray to a God I don't even know. And in, in our first reading today, Isaiah just comes to us very beautifully and he says something that's not said very often in the Old Testament. They call God their father. And for some of us, like the word father is like a, a total like no-go zone because of our own personal experience of, of our dad or father figures. Um, but some of us, it's, it's not hard to go there. It's not hard to see God as father. But it's, it's so important that we understand who the father is. So for this week and next week, we're just going to look at what, it, what, what encountering or experiencing the Father is actually meant to be like, what the church actually desires for you. Because the thing is, like, God wants to meet you in whatever darkness you're going through. God wants to find you in wherever you feel lost. Or God wants to carry whatever heavy burden you've been carrying and just weighing you down. And that, and that, and that comes in that, in that question that is asked in Isaiah tonight, like, why, why do you let us wander? And we hear the words like, you are our father, our redeemer, you are named forever. And I just want to look at that word redeemer tonight in, in specific, like, what does that mean? Because one thing that the church does often is we say words uh, and very few people have the courage to raise their hand and say, I don't know what that word means. 
There's a lot of words I'll say out of the Roman Missal. Uh, use words like oblation. And a lot of us very often raise hands like, Father, like, what, what does that word mean? So I just want to look at what the word redeemer means tonight in light of the Father. So redeemer, another word for that would be savior, liberator. But the, the word that was used in the Old Testament to like really say what, what, the, what the redeemer is like is the word goel. By raising your hands, who here has ever heard the, the word goel? One in the back. Or one that was brave enough to raise their hand, right? So what is a goel? Because that's a real meaning of what it means to have a redeemer or, or to have a savior, a liber- someone who's there to liberate you. A goel is a person in a family who is tasked, one person in a family who is tasked with one responsibility. That as someone in the family was kidnapped, that meant it was now, that was, if I was the goel, it's my responsibility to go find them. If someone in my family was, was murdered, I have the responsibility as the goel to avenge the murderer. This is what, what God says about you and I tonight. God says, I am your Goel. I am your Redeemer. In other words, he's saying, you're family to me. And I know you by name. And I want to get you back. I want to come find you. I want to set you free. I want to bring light into all that is dark in your life. And Jesus does this by his death and resurrection. So God says, through my son, I will save the human race by avenging the murderer who is the devil. And he does it by going to battle against, against spirits, powers that you and I can't compete against. But he wants, to, he wants to, to bind up Satan. He wants to bind him up so you don't have to be bound up. Because again, he wants his family back. question like is that how you see the father when we say our father who art in heaven like is that how you experience god the father as your goel it's it's, it's meant to change the way we see god because as, as, as i try to see god like my image is always off the lord always wants to um make it more powerful make it more clear and not encountering the father is like living in a world where there's never been a sunrise not encountering the Father is like being lost and never being found. Not encountering the Father is like carrying this weight around and feeling heavy and never experiencing what it's like to actually have that weight taken off my shoulders. And Jesus makes this very clear. Maybe you've read John 14, verses 1 through 9. He says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, but also trust in me. Because in my Father's house there are many rooms He says, I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you back to be with me so that where I am, you also may be. Like God wants us back. And even Isaiah talks about this this plural reality um, because for some of us, we have this tendency to think, oh, that's that person's problem over there, but not mine. And when we have that sense of detaching ourselves from the other, um, it's, it's not a healthy place to be because we think that either we're better than 
and then we're below below them. But like when you look at the human human experience, and the, the image that comes to me is like maybe you've, you've heard of Auschwitz before, and you, and, you, and I don't know if you've ever been there before. Some of us in this room have been there before, but like all of us are very capable of doing extremely evil things. We might not act on it, but sometimes we think really bad thoughts about other people. Sometimes we we um, even speak really bad things about people. So that means that like, the Lord wants to liberate us from, from that and knowing like, if we're all family here, which is what God is saying to us, when someone else is suffering, the, the, the transformation that happens when you let God be your goel is that you realize that, that's, that's my sister suffering over there. That's my brother. And it's very personal. And I think that's like the, the thing that the Lord is just inviting us into this this Sunday is to know how personal his love is for each of us. His love is personal. It means he knows you by name and he wants to even save you by name. So when you're going through that dark period, he calls out to you by name. When you're going through a place where you're lost, he's calling you out by name. When you're carrying that heaviness, he's calling out to you by name. But what you need to hear him is this. Silence. Live in a world that just seems to be so distracted by so many words, so many podcasts or YouTube videos or our phones, whatever the noise is, constantly having noise on. But one thing we don't do is just quiet, spend time in quiet and just let the Lord call us by name so we can hear him. So also, if we have encountered him, we know where he's calling us to go. We say in the Our Father or Our Goel, when we pray that prayer, we say, thy will be done, right? Not my will be done, but wh- whatever you want, Father. That means it's, 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 I, I really shouldn't be doing anything unless I feel like he's compelled me to it. He's drawn me to it. And this, this is the one who, who calls you by name. And then he wants you to go call others by name. There's something very intimate of someone knowing your name. Abel's sleeping right now, right? But I'm sure if I said his name loud enough, he'd wake up. And sometimes we have to wonder, like, what more does God need to do, to do for you to let you hear him call you by name? And if you ask him for the grace, like, Lord, I just want to know what your voice sounds like. I want to know what it, what, what it sounds like to say my name and to know that you delight in me, to know that, that you desire to, to come into my darkness and not to shame me, but to, to call me closer to yourself so I can receive what happens when I was baptized, to receive that more deeply into my heart that I am a beloved son or beloved daughter, to know my identity. Like that's a, that's a huge, huge gift. And if we don't receive that gift and, and let it be impressed upon us more deeply, like the whole Advent season, personally to me, doesn't make much sense. Because Jesus is the son. And what he did through taking on flesh, God becoming a person like you and me, he wanted to be able to relate to us. And when God took on flesh through Mary's yes, like for the first time ever, you could be loved with a human heart. Because God comes into our human experience and he experienced it all. Was he ever in darkness? Yeah. Was he ever abandoned, lost? Yeah. 
Was he ever carrying a heavy burden? Just look at the cross, right? So he knows what it's like. And what, what there should be a, a desire for us growing is, is just sort of like really thinking of our responsorial psalm today, which I think is so poignant for us. Just those words, like, Lord, make us turn to you. Right? Like, make me turn to you. Because if I don't turn to the Lord, if you don't turn to the Lord, like, what, what, are, our, what are our lives? They're, they're a complete mess. Like, when I don't turn towards the Lord or act like he's not my goel, like, I can do a lot of things that um, are embarrassing, are shameful, and the Lord doesn't, doesn't want that for us. But then once you've experienced what it's like to be turned towards him and just to let him gaze upon you and smile upon you and delight in you, there should be desire, like, this is, like, really good. <laughs> this is actually liberating. This is actually redeeming. I don't have to earn your love. Like, you just love me, Father. And there should be a desire just to share that, that same delight with others. So I just want to close um, in a prayer just to help us receive a little more because like the invitation for the next two weeks is where we receive that grace again is, is, is in the sacrament of confession. And some of us like we're so afraid to go, but like the first step is always, I remember my hardest thing was just, just getting through the door. And sometimes like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I was trained for like six years. Now I have like almost seven years of priesthood in. Like we can always help you. The thing is, like, Jesus loves being your, being your goel to bring you to the Father. He loves, he loves restoring your identity in him. So I just encourage you over the, the challenge this week into the next two weeks as we prepare for finals is to, like, make it a goal to go to confession. Make it a goal to bring whatever darkness you're in, bring it to the light. Make, make it a goal to say, I'm lost and I want to be found. Make it a goal to bring all that heaviness that you carry, whatever shame or guilt or whatever lies you're believing in, bring it to the light. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask you to please reveal to us who the Father is and who we are to him. That he is our Goel, and he came to redeem us. So please, Holy Spirit, through the death and resurrection of Jesus, reveal the Father to us and who we are to him. Help us know that we are not too far gone, that you're not afraid of our sins, and that you, O Lord, are the one who makes all things new. And nothing is impossible for you. As we heard at the end of the reading from Isaiah today that we are called to be in your hands, we ask you, Lord Jesus, to allow your hands of mercy to heal our deepest wounds and sins, to know that we are not alone. And fill us with great zeal these final two weeks of the semester so we can Bring your tender love and mercy to every single soul we meet on this campus. Help us, O oh Lord, to have life-changing confessions this week, knowing that we are the clay and you are the potter. So let's take a moment of silence just to rest, that whatever the Holy Spirit has put on your heart to, to visit today, just to rest and receive.
and to trust him. For he is our redeemer and we all know him. He knows all of us by name. So come Holy Spirit and help us hear the Father say our name and help us turn to you. Make us turn to you. Amen.